Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of Rabbi Avi Havivi's weekly Sidur class. It's our annual bonus, I guess it's twice annual, maybe we do it during Pesach, I don't know, short Sidur class. Um, and it's because I'm going to, everything I might want to say today, I'm going to forget by next week because it's fresh in my mind. And I just want to talk about what we talked about last week, which was the difference between the two words for teaching your children in the first paragraph of the Shema. We talked about first paragraph is Vishinantam Levanecha, and the second paragraph was Vilimadetemet Benechem. Remember that? So we talked about what's the difference between those two words. You don't need to bother to look in your Sidur for this one. I mean, you can if you want, but so um, if I can sharpen the question, pun intended, the, the question isn't what's the difference. The real issue that the commentators look at is why does the first paragraph, why does the Torah use the word vishinantam in the first paragraph? Because that is the unusual word. The normal word for teaching is to learn is lil mode, to teach is lil made. And so in the second paragraph of the Shema is what we would expect for the word to teach your children. Vishinantam levanecha is the unusual formulation. So the commentators don't really look at what's the difference. They look at why Vishinantam and what does that mean? So I looked in my handy-dandy concordance, and it turns out that the Vishanen, the verb, is actually pretty rare. It appears in the whole Tanakh maybe about 10 times. Um, except for in the Shema, except for in the Shema, it always means to sharpen, and it is used generally about swords or arrows, okay? And it's generally a poetic word. It's used, tends to be used in Psalms and Proverbs, and it's usually about bad people who are sharpening their swords. And it's used at least once about a sharp tongue, where I think it's meant to be metaphoric. It's the enemy's tongue. The enemy's tongue is sharpened as a weapon, like a sword or an arrow. So the only time when Lishanen seems to mean something like teach is in the whole entire 929 chapters of the Tanakh is our place in, the, in Devarim chapter six, in the first paragraph of the Shema. In other words, first paragraph of the Shema the Torah uses a highly unusual word to mean to teach your children. All right. It's a word that only appears about 10 times in the whole Tanakh. And this is the only time where it means anything other than sharpening your sword or your arrow or your tongue to wound someone. So it's a highly unusual usage and the commentators remark on it. Um, and talk about like why this word and what does it mean? And there are various interpretations that are given. So uh, one is um, to sharpen, when you educate your children, you're supposed to sharpen them so that they will be totally fluent, so that the words of Torah will not be, um, in Hebrew, it's shalom yigam gem, which means you don't say, well, I, I think it's, um, um, uh, you know, and you quote the verse wrong, or as my, my wife and I say, it's the wake you at 3 a.m. criteria, right? So most of us, like if you raised your kid Jewish, if you shook them at 3 a.m. and said, recite for me the first paragraph of the Shema, 
okay? Um, or some piece of Torah that you'd shared with your children. You want it to be such that they would be able to rattle it off like that. So one of the medieval commentators, it means teach in a way that people will become totally fluent. And again, you'd have to ask, what's that about? Is that, what are the devarim, the words? Is it just the first paragraph of the Shema? Is it Torah in general? Is it anything you teach? Okay. So one interpretation is teach them so that they will be perfectly fluent with these words. Um, another interpretation, looking at the similarity, and a lot of the people look at the similarity between the root shanan, shin nun nun, and shana, shin nun hey, which means to repeat or recite, and usually refers to the oral Torah, which is called the Mishnah. So one of the Mepharshim says, it means teach your children oral Torah, period, end of story. All right? Vishinantam levanecha means teach your children that's w- that which we normally lishanot, repeat, recite, which is the Mishnah, which is the oral Torah. Teach oral Torah. Um, I saw a very imaginative modern comment last night. Um, Vishinantam levanecha, um, Rav Eli Monk took it to mean not teach it to your children, but repeat it or recite it for your children. Levanecha doesn't mean to your children in his interpretation, but for your children. That your Torah learning should be totally sharpened and fluent for the sake of your children. That it's not really about teaching it's about your own learning, um, which is interesting because it fits in with the rest of the paragraph because the rest of the paragraph is all the things you're supposed to do with the words of Torah, right? You're supposed to talk about them all the time. You're supposed to think about them at night and in the morning, and you're supposed to put them up on your gates and on your uh, houses, et cetera, et cetera. All the things are things that you do with these words. So that interpretation kind of keeps the integrity of that thought. Something that you're supposed to do with these words is you are supposed to be fluent in them. Meaning the educational function in this paragraph isn't actually about transmitting, but as you being an effectively, we call it a role model in how you learn your Torah, right? So vishinantam levanecha means you should become a totally sharpened, repeating tool of studying, of knowing your Torah for the sake of your children. Everyone get that distinction, right? So it's not teach the words to your children, but you should be a particular way for the sake of your children, that the educational function is really a role modeling one primarily. Um, let me see if I have it. I sent myself a text last, late last night about the different interpretations. Um, and the modern Bible scholars uh, tend to say that Shanan is really a variant of Shana to recite, that it's not meant to be sharpening in any metaphoric way, but rather um, it, it would be the same as, I guess, in, in biblical Hebrew, it would probably be, Vered, you can correct me, Vishinitam. Lishanot, to, to teach them to your children, right? Mm-hmm. Vishinantam is really just a variant of Vishinitam. 
Vishini Tom, you should recite them to your children. Again, teaching function in terms of reciting. So the, the, the modern Bible critics take all the fun out of it. Uh, and they tend to say it's, there's really nothing about sharpening. It's just the verb is just a variant of vishinitam, and it means the same thing as reciting. Um, and I think they do that because, again, because there's nowhere else in the entire Torah where the verb to sharpen is used as a metaphor for teaching. Okay, so their shot is it really means the same thing as vishinitam. Whereas all the other commentators try to say, well, what does it mean to, to, when we use a, um, a verb to mean to teach, when we use a verb that actually means to sharpen, what does that mean about the teaching that we're supposed to do? So there are a variety of answers that, um, come up with that to make your children fluent. Or I'd like to point out the traditional commentator who says it's oral Torah really understands it as if it's vishinitam because he's understanding it from the same shoresh. So it's an interesting example of how the commentators look at this highly unusual word that, by the way, we have all said approximately a zillion times in our lives and taken for granted. And I don't know how many of you ever stopped to think about it before, but I'll have to say until... Last week when I, or the week before, when I had to reflect with you aloud on how come it says Vishinan Tam in one paragraph and Vilimaditem Otam in the other paragraph, I don't think I had ever thought about it before, right? Like if you would have said to me, shook me at 3 a.m. and said, what does this word mean? I would have said, oh, it means teach your children because <laughs> you grow up hearing it in shul, teach your children and da, 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 da. So, um, but it's actually a very, very unusual word, uh, which is why various commentators explain it differently because it's really not obvious at all in this context. So that's my, uh, that's my little teaching for mini Sidur class today. Thoughts, comments, again, oh. your own, your own midrash on why it's Vashin on Tom, Ilana, then Verit, then Marshall, Ilana. It's more of an, an objection than a drush. Okay. So are the modern commentators then saying that the similarity in these roots and the very unusual usage means, in essence, that the writers of the Torah got it mixed up, that they used the wrong word, that they really intended to use the other word. Uh, well, they don't phrase it that way. They, they phrase it as, this is likely a variant. Okay. Shin nun nun here is likely a variant, which means shin nun he. Because doesn't that kind of strip it of the really special meaning? It is not the job of a modern critical Bible scholar to say what the special meaning is. It is the job of the modern critical Bible scholar to tell, to tell us what they think the word means. Okay. Right. Now, right. again, you could, you could object to that by saying, uh, well, but it doesn't. If that's what the, they wanted to say, then why didn't they say vishinitam, right? The Torah says vishinantam. They must have had a reason for picking that unusual var- exactly. variant. So you're, you're, we will allow your objection to stand, and I will not object to your objection. Vered. Thank you. I wanted to, first, first of all, thank you for the chidushim, which is always nice. 
Um, the way I understood it for so many years is that in the first paragraph, the learning was already done at least once. So now you just have to repeat it. And so the verb lechanen means to repeat something that you know and you just recite or repeat. And in the second paragraph, the teaching is from the beginning. So you have to teach. The people, the children didn't know anything, so now you teach them. Yeah, good. So that's... Right. That's- so that's a good distinction. And the one thing that I want to say that I got out of my research is... Um, what you're saying Lishanen means in the first paragraph, nowhere else in the entire Tanakh appears. The word Shanen mean that. That's kind of a later thing, you know, and it's really, again, based on Lishanot, Sheni, repeat. Um, And that is, by the way, a rabbinic usage of the word Lishanen, but not a biblical usage. So that's a later understanding. So when we're doing that, we're, we're taking our later understanding and assuming that the word means that it is striking that there, that word is not used anywhere else. There's plenty of teaching in the Torah in the book of Proverbs, by the way, there's plenty of stuff about, you know, teach your children, learn from your parents, et cetera. And nowhere is this verb used for teaching or learning. So that's interesting. Marshall. Yeah. Avi, again, I want to thank you for making the referral, the reference to Shaloyagam game that one would not stutter. And for those who want to follow up on that, uh, according to Reuven Hammer's Or Hadash, it comes from Sifre Deuteronomy 34, where it says, they shall be so finely honed in your mouth that when someone asks you about them, you will not stutter, but will be able mm-hmm. to reply immediately. Because thank right. you for reminding me of that. Right. So it's a midrashic. I, I saw it in a medieval commentator. I didn't realize so it has a midrashic source. But again, it's your teaching is you should teach them so that they should be, again, I'm going to use with the sharpened, like a sharpened tool, tool. metaphorically, yes. so that they would just be able to spit it out. What's the, what's the uh, whole Hebrew phrase? Shalom yigam. Yigam gem. Yigam gem. Ligam gem. It's, a, it's a, probably an onomatopoeia, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. saying, uh, 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 right, ligam gem, 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 yeah, it's right. A, it's yes. a verb with four root letters. The four letter, which is probably an onomatopoeia yeah, to imitate or... the sound that someone makes when they're mm-hmm. at a loss for words or they can't quite remember what they're saying. And they're saying, uh, you know, it's like our, my children using the word like several times per sentence, right? Um, <laughs> but, right. Uh, as opposed to, so it's the opposite of fluent. Legum gem means you talk like gum, 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 gum. Didn't we say that Moshe was megamgam? He was kvatpe. Correct. Right. Kvatpe. Heavy of speech. Okay. We all got to go because it's Moedim 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 Tuesday. God willing. Thank you. have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.